Talk with real professionals directly to you each week. It's Bringing It Home with John Wilkinson on Vinyl Draft Radio. Now, live from the Associated Credit Union of Texas studio in Houston, here's your host, John Wilkinson, the real estate agent invested in you. Hey, good day, sunshines. Welcome back. It's Thursday. It's Friday's weekend. It's a way to start out your weekend before the weekend. And if uh, if you didn't know, which a lot of you may not have, it is the day of the Foo Fighters concert. And I say that because I plan on going. It'll be the first concert I've been to in, embarrassingly, 30 years. And we're not talking like the school kids concerts, right? We're not talking about those because those don't really count. You can't go Elton John to your kids you know school concerts if they play in band or something and then consider that a concert so i will tell you that um i have a lot of angst about this and i and, and i figure i'll get this little rant out early i have angst about going to this concert after uh, a concert uh, a real concert after 30 years i don't know what to wear i i feel like uh, i mean I, I i'm certainly not the one that's i mean my last concert, like I said, was Elton John, Billy Joel. Concerts before that were involved mosh pits, you know, <laughs> lots of leather, boots, ripped jeans. So I am completely lost in this realm. I don't know. I, I have no idea. I think I have to go like shopping right now after, yeah. after the I show. I probably wouldn't wear what you're wearing. Yeah, yeah I, I, I wouldn't. I, I, I know that already. So I'm like, what's what's appropriate for a 49 year old to wear it? And now, you know, the thing is, is the Foo Fighters, they're at age, you know, and, and older, you sure. know, Pat Smear, older, you know, um, Dave Grohl, probably a little bit. Old. He is just a little bit older. But I'm not in the band, so I am not You're wearing. Not as cool, right? I also know that the faux pas is is you don't wear <clears throat> that band's T-shirt there, and that's what I was told because that was the first thing I was like, oh, I could just buy a Foo Fighter T-shirt, and the, the the nose came out real quick. No, no, no. Really no. interesting. That would be new to me. I think you buy that there. Now, uh, again, if it's like Grateful Dead, maybe. But this, the, the Foo Fighters. Let's face it. There's there's going to be. People my age, men, women my age, but there's probably going to be a majority of them that are younger than me. Certainly not trying to be that. I just want to go enjoy the music so um, and, and see the band because I know they're phenomenal and they put a lot of energy and they play until they're done. They don't, you know, go up oh, two hours, got to go. So anyway, so that's my angst. So if you have any suggestions, I am open to them. Go to Facebook, uh, you know, bring up the Vinyl Draft Radio uh, Facebook page. You can go to my personal Facebook page. Um, leave me some comments on uh, maybe what I should be wearing at this concert. And uh, and and I'm almost afraid to, to open that door, which I just did. God, so you Something know. easy that breathes. You'll be comfortable. <laughs> Easy, breathable. I have no idea what that stuff is. Me, I'm just I'm, cotton t-shirts and jeans, man. And like now, not what you got on? Yeah, but not what I know. It can't be a, a t-shirt. It can't be the current tour t-shirt for the Foo Fighters, and it can't be what I'm wearing now. Uh, outside the jeans, jeans are okay, right? Jeans I can, are good. Okay. You can wear jeans. All right, all right. Just want to make sure. So now we've heard from two different people. So I'm going to introduce who those two people are. And it's kind of weird because it's a melding of industries, which, you know, we, we try to do in terms of having experts uh, on our, our panel of experts. But 
I'm really excited because this is the first time these two are meeting, and I think it's kind of cool because one has it has been a longtime friend of mine, and one has been at least uh, about a year now, uh, about a year now, uh, friendship. And uh, for it, it, it's great to, when you bring people together from two different industries, but basically two people that you like. Who knows? Maybe they'll like each other more than they like me. So <laughs> it, it could happen. So today we welcome back Ms. B. Flores. Welcome back, B. Thank you. B is with Better Homes and Gardens, Gary Green. Now she's formally branch manager. And this is kind of an interesting little story, and we're going to get into that. But she is now, and I don't know the official title, so I'm just going to say she is the training manager um, with Better Homes and Gardens, Gary Green, and also an active sales agent. And a lot of us, uh, well, a lot of us non-real estate people, I am real estate, but a lot of those that are not, you can be very fortunate to work with Ms. B. Flores. Um, I just know her as a person, and I think uh, you're very fortunate to have her. So then we also have uh, back uh, Mr. Jason Means, Perfect Policy Insurance. Good morning. Good morning. Look at you. Always bright and shiny. You know what I love the most? On top of the angst of the concert is my angst at 837 and none of my 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 experts are here. That's what I love the most. And then being told that we have no internet um, right after that. So I'm like, okay, great. We're, this is the way it goes. So, But now we, you know, it all got resolved. Experts are here. Here we are. Internet's up. So Facebook's seeing us. So it's all good. So let's dive into a little bit of... Uh, background on Ms. B because it's been updated. So is that officially a title now? Is that like training man or is this something like? Well, that's not really the title. I don't know that I have a title anymore. You see what I mean? <laughs> I can make that up. We just made that title. We just made that title. I am still uh, involved with training for the Friendswood office, um, and but I'm, at, I'm back to selling. So that was a decision that I made in January of this year. I, you know, I loved working as a branch manager, um, and I loved training agents. Um, and so one of the reasons that I made the decision or the main reason that I made the decision is because I missed working with people. Mm -hmm. Not that agents are yeah. people. We <laughs> no longer qualify as people. That's what happened You know what here. I mean? I mean, as far as selling real estate, I miss that. I miss getting to be a part of that transaction with the buyer or the seller, you know, going to the closing table, showing homes, all that stuff I miss, that interaction with the clients. Um, so I decided that I wanted to go back into production and I didn't want to stop training or coaching cause I'm very good at that and I really enjoy it. Yeah. And so luckily, you know, Mark and Marilyn, who are the owners of better homes and gardens, Gary green, uh, offered me a position to stay and to do that. And so I'm very grateful for that cause I get to do everything I like now. I know. Look at <laughs> fortunate. She takes the best of uh, both, both worlds. worlds. Uh, both exactly. worlds. And I think it's important to know that um, a lot of people, real estate, and this probably goes to many other industries, but I can just talk from, from real estate in particular. When I see people um, change within a brokerage, a lot of times it's about <laughs> blaming the brokerage or trying to put the blame somewhere else and then leaving rather than, you know, saying what you did me. You said, hey, you know, I enjoy this. And this aspect I'm not really enjoying anymore and I and I thrive here and I want to do some you know I want to do production get back to my roots on that you went and you talked to not and, and I mean I, I I was just impressed it 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 
the whole chain of command was involved in this to say, we don't want to lose you. We know you do this well, so we are willing to do this for you. And that says a lot about a brokerage and it says a lot about you. So I'm glad that you, you know, obviously you had other options, but I'm glad that you really thought about it and put it through because those kind of moves, they may not seem like a lot to other real estate agents when they make those moves, but quite honestly, I don't know, maybe I, I'm a sucker for the old, old fashioned, you know, you, you stick with, who you're with unless you get burned or unless you feel there's just a better opportunity here. You didn't, you didn't limit that. You said, if they give me this opportunity, I'm going to take it. Yeah. Well, you know, just a little bit of background. The reason is, you know, for, with better homes and gardens, Gary green, their focus is to make sure that the client experience is top notch. And so in order to do that, they want their agents to have a top notch experience. So their managers are non-competing managers. When you become a manager with Better Homes and Gardens, Gary Green, you're no longer able to go out and sell because your job is to be there for the clients and for the agents and to run the office. So that was why I couldn't sell. And so when I decided I wanted to get back into that, it was a hard decision. It took me a couple months because I loved the company I loved what I did and when I go when I went to them and let them know they were frankly shocked I don't think they were expecting me to want to make that move right. but they were very accommodating and they did say you know we don't want to lose you you're a great asset and so let's see what else we can do to you know keep you and and so I was like great so it worked out because like you said now I get to do the best of both worlds so. yeah and, and that's envious <laughs> you know I, I'll tell you I left the restaurant business um, I mean, I knew my time was coming a few years before it came because it was just wearing on you. And you start it end does. up being locked into things you don't enjoy doing mm -hmm. anymore and very little bit of what you do enjoy. So when you get into that, you feel you pinch. Your first thing is, is like, I just need to escape it. I, I, I just want to say it just does say a lot about the structure and the mentality of Better Homes Guards, Gary Green. And again, not just fluffing it out there. I think there's probably a f quite a few brokerages out there that, that, that may have offered that possibility. But I don't think there's any big enough to be able to really offer that possibility right. where they have that kind of structure and system in place because you kind of have – it's got to be a pretty big company to, to offer that availability. Yeah. So, and uh, – <clears throat> The big plus with this, with uh, having Jason on today, again, is introducing you to, which we did before the show, and you already started talking about uh, things that we might want to talk about because you have questions. As real estate agents, we do. That's one of the reasons I love having a, an insurance expert like Jason on um, because you can pretty much get an unbiased answer with that. So, But I want to kind of follow up in our last couple minutes of the first segment just to follow up with Jason on how things are going. First, I want to ask, how many people are back in your neighborhood now? Um, you know, I, we don't have a, a standing count of what's going on, right. but I've, you know, walking through the neighborhood, I, you can talk to a few people here and there and March was a, was a target month for a lot of people. And so gotcha. quite, a, quite a few, I mean, if I had to guess if we were 80% out of houses, we're probably 50 to 60% out of houses still. Wow. But another, you know, twenty percent are back, which okay. is nice. It's always a plus. They're What's nice for me gone. is my street is pretty much a hundred percent now. So, you know, I what I see feels totally normal. Right, and so. kids are feeling normalcy yeah, at this point. Exactly. And, yeah. All right. So here's what I'm gonna do. Rather than me sit here and, and, and talk about you, much like B talked about herself, I want you to kind of tell 
retell our audience and kind of fill in be exactly what Perfect Policy does. And don't take, you know, again, it has a lot to do with the name of the company. So, sure. so this way you, we can start that business introduction. Right. Yeah. Well, Perfect Policy is uh, we're an independent insurance agency, but the the term Perfect Policy came from um, having more options than any other agency. So. Uh, my feeling was when I started Perfect Policy was if I could, the if I can offer every company to my customers, then I give them the most options, which gives them the best chance to have the best value in a policy. So um, that's what we do. Uh, we write every company that is available to us uh, outside of captive carriers. We cannot write a State Farm or an Allstate who are captive carriers. But we that write, sounds that sounds yeah. weird, by the way. Captive. But I know it's the term. <laughs> you say captive, yeah. Yeah, that's just what the the term that they use for those. But they they can sell their product only. Right. So where when you call Perfect Policy, we might have thirty five to forty different options for one type of policy. They'll have one. So you can so, compare prices for them. Yeah, we're you know in the very short sense we're an insurance shopper. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. and um, we have lots of great companies. All the companies that we write are are well rated, take care of their customers. They're not going to be companies in a lot of cases that you're going to recognize because they're regional carriers that don't spend a billion dollars on advertising. They count on insurance agents to market their product, and then when come claim time, they take care of the claims and generally do a very good job of it. I, that was one of the things that I had always worried about when I first started insurance because I started insurance and immediately bought an insurance agency within six months. So, well, I don't know a lot about these companies. Who's going to buy this insurance and what's going to happen when things happen? Uh, and I've been very pleasantly surprised at how well things go when that happens. So, it, uh, very, very proud of what, uh, what we offer and how they uh, react when things do happen. Well, when we come back, we're certainly going to dig into that a little bit more because I really think it is about building relationships. But you'd be surprised. I mean, you had those client experiences where they ask you questions about insurance. Now, specifics are always hard when you're not actually the policy you know, provider, but the general terms are always there. And we're going to kind of ask some of those things of Jason. And again, some of these things are not going to be set in stone for anybody because it's all dependent on your policy. But you can get some normalcy here. And like I said, another reason we can... Uh, call perfect policy. And I'll be honest with you, I call them the concierge of insurance. It's what, up to 100 underwriters. I mean, it just depends on the type of policy right. that you check. But if you're you know, recommending things, why would you recommend someone that's going to shop another 100? So we might ask that question in particular. All right, folks, talk to you shortly. Hey, welcome back, folks. It's the Bringing Home Radio Show. I'm your host, John Wilkinson. Yes, I wear a vest, and yes, I'm invested in you. And I will tell you that that, that actual little slogan or saying whatever came from Miss B. Flores. Oh, she is the go. one who said, you know, let's do it that way. So I've stuck with it, and I, I just wanted to thank you publicly for that. So. Thank you. So again, we have Miss B. Flores, Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate. She is a uh, real estate agent and a training trainer trainer she's a trainer she's a trainer and then we have mr jason means owner of perfect policy insurance welcome back my friend yes sir so when we left we kind of just did some brief introductions and really i feel like i you know i, I kind of am, am, am introducing you to and i think it's beneficial because at the end of the day real estate agents always work with 
with a, a, a insurance person. Now, again, we don't always recommend somebody because we don't know. We generally have more questions than anything else. And through our business, we get to meet people like Jason Means and and others out there. And maybe we can use them as a resource. You know what I thought was interesting, Jason? Last time you were on, we kind of talked, and this may have been actually in my office, and you're like, you know, what are some things we can do to meet some of your agents, like to let them know how I can be a resource for them? And I say, yeah, I'm thinking that go. would be a good question. How can someone like, uh, you know, Perfect Policy be a resource for you, be like, so they're going to be on your list, or whether it's a short list, long list of people that or insurance people that that your clients can call what is something that you think you know he could do or offer provide that would help that well actually what he does provide i mean him shopping around rates for the client to get them the best possible rate and the best possible policy i think is really helpful because when we um, give a list to our clients it's kind of um, it kind of relates to us, right? So if he were to do a really crappy job, well, then they're going to look at me. Right. So, um, so that's exactly, you know, what we're looking for. Someone that is going to do a great job for our clients, look for the best rate, look for the best policy to get them covered. And also just answer those questions because we have a lot of questions about it. And I know our clients do, and just to be a resource for us, I think is very beneficial. Well, one of the things I know when we had talked about, Jay, and I had said, you know, maybe on your page, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these industries have, you know, if like, let's say a home warranty company, let's just throw that out there. The home warranty company actually has, you know, you're buying a house that, and then they say real estate agent. And so the real estate agent can click on there and it'll say, Hey, we offer this for your clients and we'll give them this and that and this and that. So that may be something that could help. I don't know if how if that costs money or anything like, like that on your website. On website. Yeah. Just I mean, just to at least notify them. And uh, you know, it's good to have the personal relationship, but also it's something that if people are looking at. The other thing that I do, and this is this is for us as agents, when you get to know somebody and you you know a little bit and you see what they're able to offer and provide you, you gotta test them out. It's hard to recommend people. People unless you kind of know and I and I, I've given new business to Jason now over this past year because I've, I've gotten to know him as a person and I've gotten to meet his staff now at this point we had Danielle on the last show and uh, as a matter of fact I, I think she got a call yesterday and uh, Oh, one excellent. of my clients. Yeah, excellent. not that she would tell you, but well, I was uh, actually out uh, yesterday afternoon, so I was. That, no, that that's very right. well I'm just saying that that's how it worked, and you know how it worked is is when I put together my next steps. This is what I do. I say, you know, I talk about inspections, and I give them a couple choices of inspectors call, but I also do an insurance. And now what I've done is on that list. Not that I'm saying you'll have the best rates or you'll find the best rates. You're going to find the best rates you can for them. But I give them three options. You're being one of them. And this is just me being straightforward. And what I tell them at the end, the one thing I know for sure about perfect policy is, is that you can, you're probably going to get shopped to up to a hundred different companies on that. So really out of these three people, you're getting 102. <laughs> you're getting, you're shopping 102. It's a no brainer. Why would you not call them? And if they can't give you the, you know, find you the better than everybody else, then that's fine. But give you know, give everybody on this list an opportunity. Exactly. It's just shopping, mm -hmm. you know. But. So that's how I've been doing it, and uh, so I think that's what ended up happening. You know what? Uh, that leads to questions, like you said, B. 
right? You said, then we still get questions. I had this client call me yesterday and actually, as I was driving and asked questions, but you had someone ask you a question. And uh, what was funny is one of the first thing when I first introduced you before we came on the air, you started asking the question. <laughs> I was like, wait, I said, let's, let's, let's actually ask that question here because one, it can educate yeah, our listeners. And then two, um, It'll also educate us and help establish that rapport a little bit of why we should trust Perfect Policy uh, on that. So, so you want to kind of rephrase your question sure. and get it to them, and sure. we'll answer it like it's brand new. Okay. Okay. So, um, I have just been made aware that some of the areas, the the flood maps have changed, and it's my understanding that when the flood maps change, that the new buyer that's going to purchase that home can be grandfathered in on the on the seller's policy for a certain period of time. And then uh, their rates will increase incrementally throughout the years until the maximum. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I, I can. Uh, I could actually probably talk for quite a while. I, the, I, I took <laughs> You've a got course. six minutes. Well, <laughs> grand, grandfathering is a, a very complicated and extensive program from the NFIP, which is a national flood insurance program that helps people keep their insurance rates down. You know, and it, uh, flood insurance is mostly funded by FEMA. Right. So it's a government program. Um, but they also are not trying to lose money every year right. continuously. So uh, when they see that they're losing money year over year because of things that happen the same way over and over again, they, they start to adjust their rates just like any insurance company will. So they determine the rates for the whole country. Well, one of the ways to help people that already had a house or are buying a house that already existed before flood, in, you know, flood insurance maps went into effect or uh, the lo location, the, uh, the zones change and things like that, they allow people to grandfather their homes in. Now, the rules for grandfathering are, are, can be complicated because it depends on was, your, was the home built before the, a, a firm date went into place, and the firm date is a, a flood rate map. It's when did they start actually saying we now have flood zones in this area, and that those, those happen mostly in the 70s. So if your home was built in the 60s, you, your home was built before flood maps even went into effect, and then you're called a pre-firm uh, home. In that case, you could be grandfathered in and have a, a policy that's not even based on your your zone at all. You just have a pre-firm rate. Hmm. But if you get an elevation certificate and your home happens to be built with really favorable numbers, your rate might still be less expensive than it would have been under the pre-firm rate maps. Because a like I said, this can go on for a long time. <laughs> I take a four-hour course to learn all this stuff, and I still don't know it. What I ultimately do when I get a grandfather question is I call my underwriter, and I say, listen, here's the situation. The home was built in such and such. The zone changed here. Um, we have this elevation certificate, uh, all these things. And then they say, okay, well, here's here. You know, let's break it down for you so we know. So here's our criteria. We're, kind of we're not going to just go on what we think then we know the answer is because we want to make sure we absolutely definitively know the answer. But in the in the case of like a pre-firm situation, pre-firm rates are kind of expensive, but a lot of homes that are built pre-firm are terrible when it, when it comes to flooding hazard you know mm -hmm. they're, they're likely to flood so you can but you can still afford them but if you, if the home was built and say the numbers are really good you might get a, a, a instead of a $1,500 rate you might get a $500 rate because your home happens to be built higher 
uh, and still is better off post-firm than pre-firm. It doesn't always work that way. Um, more recently, I think the more the situation that you're saying is there's there are homes that were built and they're, they're calling them newly remapped homes. So your home was in an X and now it's in an A. Last year it changed. So what happens there? Well, in that case, you can, if you buy a policy within the first year of that map change, you get that, prefer, that, that preferred rate. And then each year it's going to go up 18%, I think, is the amount that they, they select. And I think there are some variations there, but it's about 18% a year until you get to where your rate should be, which, by the way, where your rate should be has to be determined. So you're going to have to get an elevation certificate to see. Yeah, and that's what yeah. I was told is that you can't even, they can't even determine the rate until you have an elevation right. certificate. Right. So they, and, and again, don't be immediately terrified that your, your home was remapped because if your home happens to be built fairly high, your rate really may not even change hardly at all. I mean, you, people think, oh, my God, I'm in a flood zone. My rate's going to be a million dollars. Well, I mean, we have homes that are in flood zones that are almost the same price as homes in preferred zones. I mean, $500. If your home is built high, it's still not likely to flood, just as if it was in a preferred flood zone. So, there, But there are lots of rules, pre-firm, post-firm. If the home was um, substantially improved, meaning if the home was built in 1960 and last year they tore it all out and you know gutted it and rebuilt it and spent more than 50 percent of the value on the house to build it well now it's not a 1960 house anymore it's a it's a 2017 house and now you're conforming to the rules for a 2017 house not a 1960 house so there's a whole bunch of rules that go into this and again it takes it, it takes a lot to 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 cover all of it but that's you know for that here's where the value comes in is if you have insurance people that you trust with perfect policy, you can call and say, you know, can you get me? Here's the situation. The situation. Can you get me the flood rate and all that? Honestly, that's what I do. Right. I, I, I for every property I even have a little question on for my buyers, I'll get the flood rate, and that's also where I tell them. Send it to me, but you know what? Put together something with your name on it and stuff, and this way they know it's coming from you, and when it's time for them to buy insurance, maybe it'll work for you. But yeah. nonetheless, it's got to be reliable in that. So, you know, that's what I like. The people I recommend, like uh, Perfect Policy, they'll give you the information, and it's not a quid pro quo. It's like in the hopes that the work that I'm doing, they'll see, and I have a good rate, and I can get them a good rate, right. and that's it. So that's why they're willing to offer that 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 to you. And I did find that very interesting in the fact that I think there could be some confusion between the grandfather, term grandfather, and then the post-flood map change rates. Because uh, people confuse that for grandfather when you think about it. Right. It's, and, there, and there's differences there. And it's, it's again, complicated. And complicated enough that I don't feel comfortable with I know every rule right. down pat inside and out. So that's why when we get something like that, we make sure we contact the carrier that that's all that they do all day long, every day. And they can say, they okay, work with it. when was it built? Has it been substantially improved? What zone was it in? What zone it is now? What elevation certificate do you have? Okay, well, here's the situation. We can do this. All and right. We need this to do it. Always getting great information. And when we come back, we're going to get a little bit more. Hey, welcome back, folks, and you guessed it. It's the Bringing Home Radio Show. You're still here. I appreciate you, just as my two lovely guests are here. And yes, Jason, you are lovely. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it must be my hair. That's it. It's the hairline. <laughs> it's, it's the complete hairline there. 
So if you're just joining us, we have been talking with B. Flores, a real estate agent and trainer with Better Homes and Gardens, Gary Green, particularly the Friendswood office, and Mr. Jason Means, owner of Perfect Policy and all-around good guy. As far as I can tell, Aww. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna test. I'm not gonna like sign any <laughs> swear statements. But from what I can tell, he's a good. He's a good guy. All right, folks. I want you to take a quick listen to this. Life's never perfect, but as realtors, we know living it in the perfect place can make a big difference. Imagine hiding from your screeching children in that spacious walk-in closet, watching the neighbor's dog poop on the freshly sodded grass you negotiated during closing. Dropping your cell phone in the toilet of the spa-like five-piece bathroom. Again. <laughs> so get the perfect place to house all of life's imperfections. Get Realtor. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Yes, we are. Do you know there are people out there that sell real estate that are not Realtors? What's my mind? It, it, it's crazy. So, B, is, let me ask you this. Oh, I, go, I, go ahead. I'm sorry, but that you might a, even ask this question now. Well, the raises a question is I thought that legally you, ha I guess the question is what's the difference between a realtor and a licensed real estate agent. person? Agent. agent. Let me tell you. Yes, go I'd ahead, like B. This. Hit it. I want okay. to. So, in order to have, in order to practice real estate brokerage, you must have a real estate license that is given to you by the Texas Real Estate Commission. Now, realtors, that is not mandatory. You have to be a member of the National Association of Realtors in order to be called a realtor. Ah. Realtors are held to the Code of Ethics for NAR, which is the National Association, which means they're held to a higher standard than just the minimal standard that TREC Oh, interesting. Okay, I so, never knew yeah. that. Mm -hmm. There you go, and that's that is a difference. That's why when people say, you know, um, I'm a uh, I'm a realtor or realtor, uh, some people they add that extra syllable in there. Um, it's they may not be, and so you it's actually a registered trademark mm -hmm. name, a registered name title. I always just associate yep. a real estate agent with realtor. Yep. So yeah. it's not the same thing. Nope. Look at there. Look Chalk at that. It up the, Aren't you glad you came today? What, it's 935 <laughs> and I've already learned something. Today. There we go. He's going to walk out with one thing today and that actually not every real estate agent is a realtor. Correct. Um, so the other thing I want to bring up, which I kind of alluded to, because um, one, I always thought that was very important because there's different levels of trust, right? There's now that you know that there's somebody who sells real estate and there's somebody who's a realtor, which in essence does the same thing, but now has a new set of ethics and, uh, you know, association kind of uh, background stuff going on. You also need to know that it also applies to something like the MLS. Now, what that means at the multiple listing service, you don't have to be a member of the multiple listing service to be a real estate agent as well. What that does is, is basically it gives you as a real estate agent access to listings. It allows you to enter properties basically that are on, say, on uh, super systems with electronic key boxes, all, all sorts of port ports. Of that. There are surprisingly people who just are not because they don't want to pay the money to be in association. And they generally can't access properties unless there's those old timey digital unsecure or not even digital little combo locks combo or lock, stuff, yeah. you know, and that's generally and those are usually the agents that we get calls from saying. I want to show your property to my client. Can you come let us in? And my answer is absolutely not. Mm -hmm. I want to sell that house and I want you. Fine, you can you can you can bring them to the house. But now you're asking me to do the the, the simplest part of your job to get into a house because you don't want to pay to be part of an association to get in. 
call that selfish or whatever it wants, hmm. but quite quite at the end of the day, it's not that I, I, I don't want to sell the house. It's not that I want your client. And no, they're, you're getting going to get paid for helping your client. Help them. If you can't even open a door, it's kind of silly to me. That's my well, feeling. I think it just goes to the level of service you're providing your clients, exactly. like you said, but also that commitment to the industry or to your business. Um, and, you know, we've talked about this over and over that there's so many part-time agents out there. You know, I have a nine-to-five job, Monday through Friday, but I can show you houses at night or on the weekends when I'm off. So don't call me during the day because I'm not available. That kind of uh situation. And so I think that um, just like in your business, if you're going to be great at what you do, you need to be committed to what you do. And I think it's the same for us and the level of service that we can provide our clients. And and you can always tell just as a, working with a, a co-op co agent, you know, and whether they have the listing or they have the buyer, you can always tell what type of agent you're working with and, and, and where they're working from simply by that availability and, and the answers you get. I mean, uh, there's a lot of things and it's probably for another show that's more geared towards real estate, probably probably the happy hour. Um, but some of those services that we, we do want to provide is that we go out and make these connections to people like yourself and we learn about your business so we can confidently recommend and, and, and use you as a referral resource for us. So that's just all part of that. You know, it's, there's no backroom handshakes going on here, folks. We, you know, it's all up front. We want to provide great things for you. We're a full-time real estate agent. Um, he's a full-time owner. <laughs> Until right. you open up a bakery or something, then you're like, oh, I got to spend half my time. But the good news is, is that's okay because you do have good people in place. And I that's do, the way it and works. They, and they make the difference. Uh, allows me to focus on bigger picture things. Yeah. And that's that's the name of the game when you own a business is be able to set up the company, be successful at it, and train people to do that so you can focus on bigger and better, not just for you, but for that company. Absolutely. I, I, I agree that's with that. That's one of the rules in building a business is you can't do every part of the business Otherwise, you are limiting the amount of growth that you can you can do. Right. And I like to put the analogy, and maybe because I was in the Navy, and maybe because it's just easy for me to comprehend, the analogy is this. If you are a business owner, and like real estate agents, we own our own business. We may not be the broker, but we own. We work with brokers, but we are our own business. When you first start a business, you're the captain of your ship. You're probably steering it you're working on the engine you're doing all that now as you start making more and more trips you can start making more money you build a bigger boat you start adding some crew eventually the goal is as the captain of the ship is to plot the course and you have trust in every in your crew now to get you there I like it. That's the way. That's the way I view it. So that's how I view business, and that'll be the show's end. No, just kidding. That's, <laughs> uh, we've got plenty more to talk about. I do have a question, uh, an insurance question, and and maybe it's more of an insight that you can share with us than anything, uh, a direct answer. So my client calls me, and she is shopping insurance, and she called me. She goes, I just wanted to, you know, I I, I called one place. Um, and by the way, none of these were the, that I recommended to start with. Sure, so sure. Um, I called one place, and they they said the my my policy is going to be five hundred and seventy five dollars. I was like in Galveston County. Wow. wow. I said, well, I think she goes, and I called another place, and they told me it was going to be twenty two hundred. <laughs> I said, okay, here's here's what I think may be happening. I, I didn't see any deck pages, and that's an insurance term I learned. Deck Ooh. page, um, big fancy now. <laughs> Declaration page. Oh, okay. That's your summary page gotcha. of your coverage. Um, see, now you know to put mm -hmm. the little 
words there. So anyway, so I said, what's probably happening is this one company I do know <coughs> since they're not, they're a national company and they're not really local here. Um, they're not giving you the full picture because they don't even know they have to give it to you yet. So I guarantee you that's not including a windstorm, wind, right? The windstorm policy. So I guarantee that. So I said, now if you have to go through Texas, it's going to be a little bit more than if you had a combined policy. I said, but I, but I said, so the twenty two hundred sounds a little more accurate to me. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you that now. And I happen to know with this particular company that. They're, they're being truthful in what they're telling you, but they don't know what they don't know until like two days before closing. And right. then they realize you can't be covered. Oops. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I would just really check. I, and then I asked them, who'd you check? And that's when I found out. I said, well, I recommend at least then going, you know, giving perfect policy a call. And uh, because they'll shop 100 for you if you don't want to shop anymore. Well, it turns out she ended up doing that. So my question is, is that how come a place like, uh, and again, only a couple minutes. Sorry, limited you on that. I feel like I'm censoring you. Um, Two minutes to tell me why a place like USAA, let's just throw that, that great, great company in general, uh, great service and banking and stuff. How can they come out with a quote like that? And how do they not know what else they're going to need? Well, I, I can't fully answer that because I, I think they should. And by the way, USAA is, is a good company. I don't right. have a, a, a problem with USAA. But, you know, our, we have a unique situation along the Gulf Coast, whether you're in Florida, Louisiana, Mississippi, Texas, wherever. It's a unique situation. Anywhere else in the entire country, and USAA is a, is a nationwide company, a wind, wind, there, there is one policy. You get a home insurance policy, and it covers all your major perils. Windstorm isn't separate. So if you call a central, you know, if you call, you know, I don't know where they are, but let's say they're in Ohio and say, hey, I, you know, I've, I've got a home in, in Galveston County, Texas, and here's my address. Give me a quote. You know, they may not even realize if it's especially if it's a new agent. Oh, down there, our policy is going to automatically exclude windstorm. And they just do a quote. And by the way, $575 sounds about right. If you live in Ohio, that's a normal rate that you might get there yeah. but because it's not Gulf Coast. So they just might not even know what what's going on because they, you know, they're, I mean, there are 50 states and only four or five of them have this situation that they. That, right. And most of those are those yeah. coastal states, Florida. Yeah. And- so, um you know, it just if if you're not going local with local knowledge, it just makes it you just you're running the risk of them not understanding what they really need. Right, and I'm like you, and, it, and again, I'm not saying it's USA in particular. It could have been anybody sure. too that yeah. does that. I just think it's kind of weird that when you, like, I think if I give you an address. You should be able to, or the underwriter should be able to say, this is how much the policy is going to be based on these, you know, criteria that we said. And they would know that, you know, you need windstorm or we can include it. I've seen that with USAA a couple of times, which is a little bit surprising because I would think that they would be more on top of that because they're maybe just different levels of service the entry level inquiry and then it's a general all right well i I just want to and again it's not to knock because maybe they could have had a a better rate anyway but they needed to know that and i just knew enough to tell my client that something's wrong with that rate right right that, that brings up a really good point to where they need to go local I think that's so important and we see this now in the mortgage industry too where they're going online and they're shopping these mortgage companies online and they're just trying to get the best rate but they're not getting that service and like you said if they're out somewhere in Ohio they don't know what it is in Texas. Yeah. 
Well, so they might close a loan. Local. They might close a loan with insurance that doesn't have windstorm exactly. by accident. And then what do you? Then yeah, what do you do? and that, that's a big thing. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to kind of go into that go local thing. So uh, stay tuned, folks. Oh yeah. All right. Welcome back. It is the last segment of our show. Always a sad, sad time um, here on the show when I have to uh, say goodbye in about 10, 15 minutes, and especially when I say goodbye to my, my guests. But until then... Let me not filibuster any longer. Let's talk about going local. B made that statement as we were uh, heading into commercials last time. And she said, you know, go local. And I, I want to clarify one thing on that. And, of course, you guys jump in on that, too. When, when we say go local, it doesn't mean don't use a national company. Because you got to remember, most national companies are really only one place in the U.S. and they have franchises everywhere else. So they may be corporate stores too, but I'm just saying, let's let's say like State Farm or, or, or Farmers, they, they, it's a franchise. They're paying to have that name and the, you know, they, they follow the guidelines of them in general. Am I correct with that? Yeah. Okay. And that's the same with mortgage companies. You can, you know, go with national companies. That's fine. They, they get a reach and it's, you know, a little more universal, but locally work with the local offices because they're the ones that know your area that's the key the key to everything so yeah there's no problem like b you said you know you have those quicken loans let's say or rocket mortgage i think jason you mentioned those sound all cool and and, and easy and generally they are but i'll be honest with you almost every mortgage person out there has a website that you can go to and apply for a loan and almost get the same. Now, I don't know. I don't know if I trust a computer to tell me when I enter my own information because all that stuff has to be checked at some point physically during this process. So uh, it's good to have the local people, uh, the local offices help you with that because they know how to do it. That's all I'm saying about that. So when you say go local, go local means work with people that work locally. They may be in a national company, but that's mm -hmm. fine. I mean, what's been your experience? I mean, have you had experience be with, with things falling out, both insurance or lending that, you Mostly know? Mostly on the lending side, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Or, and that's, yeah, we do have a lending expert, and that's one of the things she'll tell you is it's, it's, it's better to be able to talk to somebody. Yeah, you can go to the website and you fill that out. That's a start. The customer service, too. I mean, if you have someone here as opposed to someone who knows where that you're only talking to by phone and you have to reach them, I mean, sometimes it can be a little difficult and in our situation with the loans it's like we need to be able to be on top of it and have someone to communicate with and have the client be able to call them directly and not have to go through an automated system and you know talk to different people every time right. it's one thing to get in there to see if you'll qualify yeah for, for that's instance different. um and again i i'm a and there's there's things out there for insurance as well where you just plug in your information your house information and stuff and it gives you instant but isn't that generally just a, a filler of time before they connect you to somebody well yeah that you know one of the more common things you find on the internet is is uh clickbait for insurance quotes and really what those are are um are lead companies they're just click you know tricking you into and they say oh fill out this information we'll give you a quote and you get to the end and you hit you hit submit wait for your quote it's like okay we'll have somebody be in touch with you uh, and then what they do is they take that and they sell it to 15 insurance agents and then they all start calling you saying, hey, I saw you wanted a quote. And it's like, uh, we don't really use those. I mean, that's one of the ways some insurance agents get their leads is by in, by buying them from lead companies. And if you're not the first person to get to them and, you know, right, you're you're 
you're gonna your odds go down because so many people have contacted they just get frustrated and it's like uh so that's that's what happens when you click a lot of times on those those clickbait banners and things like that so um yeah, but but I'm common. wondering, is there is there like like we t- we had mentioned Rocket Mortgage or Quicken? Is there any insurance site where you do that? I mean, where they literally say, "Oh, you can apply online," and that's it. Probably like um, like those kind of companies. I don't know. Home insurance is a little bit tricky to do that. With. That's what I was saying. It seems yeah. to me there's because you lot have to determine involved. the valuation of your property, which is tricky. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can adjust, it's kind of like Zillow. You can just enter what you want to change the value, <laughs> and you really oh need somebody to know what they're doing to help you with that are those out there there probably are um but they just couldn't be accurate yeah i would be just be very i would be worried if people started doing and that's gives me a little feeling of security in my job it's you know people have no idea how to value their home a lot of them just go to the well my cad says my home's worth two hundred forty nine thousand dollars. <laughs> well yeah but you have a four thousand square foot house you cannot build that for $249,000. Right. I mean, it's, so we have to, you know, we have to educate people on that. And that's one of those things. And that's and something it, you just can't do on a computer. Yeah. And another person might look at, you know, their appraisal. It's like, well, my house is, you know, appraised at $500,000. It's like, well, but you live on a $300,000 value of land and we're not going to insure the land. So then they would overpay for insurance because they wouldn't understand, well, we land's not going to burn down. It's not going to flood. That's, interesting. So, that's it, interesting. That's interesting. That, that changes things too. So there's there's some expertise that's absolutely necessary when it comes to home insurance. With auto insurance, you pick your liability rates. Do you want comp, comp and collision? Do you want uh, what deductibles do you want? Hit go. Pretty easy. There's no valuations. There's not right. really dis- super high, complicated decisions to make. But home is a little bit different. Now and just so you know, being he, they do more than home insurance. So they do they do commercial, they do auto, and they do. Life. life, yes, life. So, and 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 they don't do bundle insurance, but you do multiple policy, right? Which does provide a discount. And when it comes to bundle, a lot of people say, "Oh, can you can you bundle my insurance and give me a a, a discount?" It's like, well, we may not be able to get you a bundle discount, but there are twenty seven other discounts that are available to you potentially too, depending on which companies we choose. So again, it just comes down to which company likes your situation the most, which is why we shop it through so many to find the one that's going to like you. To find the perfect policy. Yeah, the perfect policy. She's getting it. There you go. She's getting it. She's getting it. See? Exactly. She's going to walk away going, I guarantee. So make sure you exchange information uh, on this. All right, folks. Well, I'm going to wrap up a little bit. And uh, I I just want to say that... um, it's it's been a pleasure having you both on. I know, uh, and now you're going out of town uh, next that, week. Next I got week? my big golf tournament. Yay! Look at you. <laughs> me, I once just... a year I do this thing on. Uh, uh, it's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in Lake Charles. So looking forward to it. All right mm-hmm. there, you go. All right, folks. Well. I just wanted to make sure we knew where he was going, why we had to have him on this week. Not that I mind having you on here. Um, and, and, of course, you know, we, we'll certainly see him again. But we're certainly going to see B again. I have to talk to her after the show and kind of figure out some kind of schedule that uh, doesn't conflict with her training. Um, that's what we're calling it there. So, um, all right, folks. I just want to say that uh, um, with B, 
Be, tell me about you. You're part of a team, real quick. Mm-hmm. That's what you call it. It's the Lux Lux Living. Lux Group. Lux Living. Who else mm-hmm. is on the team? Melissa Rekoff. And she was on the show last Real Estate Happy Hour. So I will say that that's always a, a pleasure to have um, have her on. And I didn't get her on this time. But I love having you. And, folks, if you want to find out uh, more about B, you can look for her online. What's your website? www.bflores.com. Okay. And that's Easy not to a, remember. Yeah, it's not at Flores with a Z. It's with no, an it's S. it's with an S. Oh, and what's the visit? B- B-E-A. B-E-A. Flores.com. I, we should just go B-E-E. That's <laughs> no, <it's> B-E-A. <laughs> so, so does anybody in your family call you Aunt B? No. Okay, just checking. If wow. If did, they would no longer I was be around. Say, I just got shot a look <laughs> when I asked that one. Jason, easy enough. I could say it, but I'll let you say it. How, what's your website? It's simply perfectpolicy.com. It's a perfect uh, It's a perfect website name, perfect company name. It all ties in. It's in purple because he has another P I've on that. I've got another P in there. <laughs> and folks, and for me, you can uh, go to my website at www.jwgetsitsold.com. Next week, well, let me tell you this. This week, and look for these posts, we're going to give you the free cooler-insulated picnic bag from Mr. David Biddle, who coincidentally works for Edward Jones. And he's got an office over in NASA, and we will be giving that away this week, so look for our posts. And I do have to say goodbye because Dorsey and her guests are once again looking in there. We're just going to get a camera out there this time. We're going to do role reversal. Next week, folks, 9 a.m. Thursdays, Bring It Home Radio Show.